Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Hey there, and welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler, and I am the host of this radio show each and every week here on Word FM or on podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, be it iTunes or Apple, or if you check us out. Uh, we also record this every week as a video. You can find it on YouTube for free. Uh, anytime you want. Uh, it is called The Life and Legacy Show by Tim Seckler. That's me. And I own uh, the Seckler Law Firm where we do estate planning. So I, I love to do education. That's why I host this radio show every week. I like to teach people the ins and outs, the things that they need to know um, for estate planning uh, considerations, the different types of documents we use, wills and trusts and powers of attorney. The, um, the, the different types of trust, why one family may choose to do it this way and another family may choose to do it that way. And what I'm really after, with, at, at its core, what we're really trying to do is have people do the right plan for their family, not just any plan for their family. We don't want to just check the box and say, I've got some documents sitting up there on the shelf. We want the thing to actually work. And so we put out content all the time. If you go to secularlawfirm.com and start searching, you're going to find hours and hours of content, radio shows, um, all the information that we put out over the years. Because it's been my take that that people are going to make the best decision with for their family after they've had um, some some education. Uh, and I don't think estate planning is a one-and-done thing. I don't think you just go to some lawyer's office. If you want to do this correctly, you don't just go to some lawyer's office and expect that you know in, in, in one day you're going to understand all of your options and make decisions. It, it takes a little bit more work than that, which is why we host our estate planning workshops. We like to see, teach a couple of classes on what effective estate plan looks like. Before we even ask a family to hire us, we give them multiple hours of education because this stuff is complicated. It's confusing. Um, and if you try to digest it all in one day, one trip to the lawyer's office, one afternoon, one whatever, it, it, it's it's just too much. And so we teach a series of classes to, to the people who are interested in learning about this stuff uh, before we ask you to make decisions. And you can find out all about that by coming to the first class, which is called The Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy. You can uh, register for that at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Just go to uh, go to the website uh, and click the link for the workshops tab and register for whichever one you want. We host them uh, around town, uh, Cranberry pretty frequently because that's where our office is. Uh, but we host them down in South Point, and we've even gone out as far as like Newcastle to get these uh, workshops done. Wherever wherever fa- uh, people ask us to come and host a workshop, we try to we try to do it. Um, and our experience has been that a lot of people are eager for this information, and we're happy to provide it. And so um, that's a little bit about the firm. Um, now, here's what this week's episode is going to be about. I want to have uh, a conversation, because here we are around the holidays, um, and you know, it seems to me that I increasingly try to bring a level of intentionality when I'm hanging out with my family. Um, I, I've, you know, I, I've become susceptible to some... Uh, some messaging on social media, maybe because we post about estate planning or whatever. But I, I get a lot of things, and and this uh, this recent post hit me pretty hard. Uh, and it's and it's like this: um, 
it was targeting people whose whose parents are still alive, uh, but adults, adults with living parents. And how often do you really see your folks? Now, for some people, it's more than others, but I, I don't live in the same town as my parents. Um, and so, you know, we talk pretty frequently, but I don't see them all the time. And, and so let's say we get together two, three times a year for a weekend. Well, then that's six or seven full days a year. And then you start doing the math on how many good years do we have left. And, and you, at that rate, if we don't increase the amount of time we see together, you know, the days that I will actually spend with my parents is limited. And, and that freaked me out a little bit. And so whenever I heard that and read that, I thought, man, I want to make, I want to make some, some intentional use of this time. I don't want to just sit on the couch and talk about nothing. Um, if I've got less than 100 days of being in person with my parents left on this planet, then we had better make great use of those times and create some memories together. And so what I wanted to chat with you with the holidays coming up, and I know that that's sort of a, that's sort of a sad, sad way to start a, a radio show, but I also think it's also an opportunity to, to do something like super meaningful uh, with your time. Because if you're like me, I will be seeing my parents next week over the holidays uh, for Christmas. And, and here's, here's kind of what I, what I think about is – I want to hear some stories, right? I, I want to know things that my parents know that I'm curious about that no one else knows. I've got this uh, recording. My dad is a pretty um, considerate and, and sort of intuitive guy, and, and he did this thing when I was 13 years old that just has my wheels turning these days. And when I was 13, <clears throat> my own grandfather, who I talk about a lot on this radio show, my grandfather uh, was showing early signs of dementia. And we were visiting his house, and, and he started going through this old black and white photo album from, from when he was, you know, all through his childhood and younger years. And he was showing pictures of his parents and, and his grandparents and different aunts and uncles and family members and community members. And, oh, this is so-and-so, and they're down at the, the whatever farm, you know, the Smith Farm. And, um, you know, and, and my grandfather was telling these stories that no one else on the planet knew. There wasn't another person living on the planet who could take a look at those pictures in that photo album and and explain what was going on in the picture. He was the only one. Um, and so I was 12 or 13 years old at the time that this was occurring, and my dad had the foresight to, I think, realize what was what was really occurring here. It wasn't just, you know, a grandfather telling his grandson some stories. It was probably an old man telling these stories for the last time. And so my, uh, my dad breaks out a video camera and stands over our shoulder and records my grandfather telling these stories from uh, the photo album uh, and created this video that is one of the only, you know, relics I have from my grandfather. Um, for too long, he was in a nursing home and, and um, you know, couldn't have those conversations anymore. And... You know, what a what an interesting and meaningful thing to do. And there's this exercise that we do with our clients uh, in, in one of our classes that we teach about memory planning, about, you know, uh, telling stories. And I want to do it with you here on today's radio show. So um, everybody can name uh, their own parents, of course. Um, and when I ask people to do this, it gets a little trickier. And most people can do it. But, okay, what's the first and last name? including maiden names, of all four of your grandparents. 
And most people have trouble with the maiden name part. And then I ask a couple other questions. What did they do for a living? What town were they born? And now it gets a little trickier, right? Um, and then comes the hard part. And we ask, can you even tell me the first name of all eight of your great-grandparents? Uh, and I have yet to find a family. I, I can't say nobody. But well under 10% of the people that I've asked that question to are able to tell me the first name of all eight of their great-grandparents. Very few people can do it. And if you get into last names and occupations and towns, nobody can do it, right? Um, and I think that that is, like, really a big deal. We can live our whole lives, um, you know, kind of being the, the main character of our own movie, and we're the we're the you know we're the star of the show, and we're trying to have a, a good life and and do good for other people and and do important things and spend time doing important things while we're here. But in two generations, they don't remember our first names, um, and you know it kind of puts things in perspective. But it also, to me, <clears throat> it also presents us with a bit of an opportunity because when my great great grandfather, even great-grandfather, was an adult um, and had the stories to tell, there was no such thing as a video camera, right? Now, when my grandfather was an old man and telling stories, my, my dad had the foresight to pull out the video camera. But that, didn't, that wasn't possible for my great-grandfather. And now we live in a time where not only is it possible, but you have the device in your pocket right now. You might be listening to me. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you're listening to me on the device that can do it. It's in your pocket. We don't have to get VHS tapes. We don't have to, we don't have to make this confusing. Just pull out the thing and start telling some stories. Because, you know, if I could go back and ask my grandfather some more stories, what would I pay to hang out with my grandfather for the day and ask him some stories? What stories would I ask my great-grandparents, my great-great-grandparents? You know, my one grandfather I never met. He was, he was deceased before I was born. Um, man, there's some things I'd like to know. Um, but I don't have the opportunity to go back and ask them those questions. Uh, but you have the ability right now to either ask your parents those questions or you have the ability, if you're listening to this, to tell your own story. Um, and that's really what I wanted to chat with you about is, okay, Christmas is upon us. We're going to be spending some time next week with our family members. And it's time well spent to chat a little bit about them. And so I wanted to give you some tips on, on how to get started with uh, this conversation. I, I recently uh, went on a vacation with my, uh, my mom, just she and I, for almost a week. We're, uh, we're on vacation together. It was one of her trips that she's been wanting to do for a long time, and I took her. and And, um, and while we were riding in the car, I got a, got out the video camera and started asking her some stories, right? Some some questions and, and eliciting some stories out of her. And now I've got these videos that no one's ever going to take from me. You know, they're we're not talking about VHS or DVDs anymore. They're MP4 files. They live on my phone. They're in the cloud. I I can access them now. I can access them tomorrow. And there's always going to be a free software app that's going to play this thing. Uh, and so, you know, we have the ability to, to create 
these stories. So here's some tips. Here's some tips on how to get somebody started. So when you're sitting around, you know, the Christmas dinner table or sitting on the couch in the, in the afterglow of, of of going through the presidents, the, the presidents and all the rest, um, you know, here's some questions. First, just start asking them about their childhood. Start with Christmas. Start with the holidays. Um, Dad, what was Christmas morning like for you? Um, did you have any traditions? Where did you have Christmas Eve dinner? You know, right now, it's like the two big meals, at least the way my family does Christmas, is you've got the big meal for Christmas Eve, and that's usually at somebody's house, and then you got the big, me- uh, the big meal for, for Christmas Day, which again is Christmas dinner, and that's usually at somebody else's house. Uh, and the way I grew up, it was the same people, just two different houses. But now my family does it a little bit differently. It's kind of two, you know, it's, the, it's my family and it's the in-laws in, in the two different days, which is, which is wonderful. But that, those are going to be the traditions that my children grow up with, which are a little bit different than the ones that I grew up in. So ask your parents, what were the traditions like? Where did you have Christmas dinner? What was for dinner? Um, ask questions about other traditions, not just the meal, but... Um, did you know when I was growing up, we used to open uh, the first gift on Christmas Eve, uh, and you know that was kind of a special thing. Um, we used to do. I can remember when I was a kid, my dad had always volunteered our family. We, I was one of four kids to do the luminaries around the church. You know the little candles that go in the in the lunch bag with the sand in it, and we used to light up the sidewalk around the church with these luminaries, and it was beautiful. And it was a thing that my dad kind of came up with, or, or at least ran with, and we did it for years. And so. Christmas Eve had this very regimented uh, agenda because we had to get Christmas dinner in time done for the late church service so that we could go there and light the candles and do uh, and do the luminaries. But it's little stories like that. So what were the traditions? Um, and, you know, another great question is, does anything jump off the page? Does anything jump out to you as like a, um, as a, as a crazy Christmas? You know, for me, I can remember the year that we came home from late uh, church service Christmas Eve, and there was a house up the street that was on fire. Unfortunately, it caught fire on Christmas Eve. You know, and then, so, yeah, that was kind of a a crazy Christmas. Um, Then again, I also have a child that was born on Christmas Eve, so that was a bit of a crazy Christmas for me. So so ask ask these questions, you know, anything, any... um, any craziness. And if you want to get away from the holidays, here's how I would encourage you to think about these, is break it down into the different sort of chapters of the person's life. You can ask about their childhood, ask some questions about education, work history, career, um, family, raising children if they have kids, if you're talking to your parent, raising kids, fun and hobbies, things that they do for fun. How did you get into golf, dad? How did you get into fishing? Um, faith, religion, and you go through these different topics and you ask the questions, you know, who, what, why, when, and how, right? So, um, so go through the childhood and people have a difficult time, like just talking about their childhood. So I would encourage you to get specific, um, ask about the house, ask about, did you share a bedroom? Ask about, um, family vacations? Did you guys ever go to the beach? Because if you get specific, now it, it, it's like it opens up a file in a person's brain and they can start talking about the specific things. And so um, that's that's my tip for you this week is when you're having the holiday festivities, you got the downtime, don't talk about nothing, forget politics for a little bit and ask them about them and you're going to wish you had if you hadn't. And if you really want extra credit points for this exercise, ask their permission to get out the video camera once you get going. 
um, just put your phone out or do the audio recording and just record them telling these stories because that recording, that video, you're going to look at it one day. You're going to be scrolling through your phone at your old photos, and you're going to see that video of your, of your parents sitting on the couch telling stories about their Christmas uh, memories. And you're going to realize that's one of the most important assets you got on that phone. Um, and so I would encourage you, go through this exercise and, uh, and use it as an opportunity to record some videos because you never know. You know, it may be the last time that, uh, that those opinions or those things are ever voiced. And, and man, what a, what a cherished asset you've just created. So there you go. That's my tips on, um, on how to uh, get your, um, your parents or your family members or the, the elders in your family talking and, and, and uh, get their, their sort of videos and, and things recorded. Now, for the folks who ask me this all the time, this is, and I'm speaking to the adult children here. I'm asked all the time, how do I get my parents interested or moving on doing an estate plan, right? I would really like that my parents would do a plan um, and, you know, but I don't know how to start that conversation. It's kind of awkward to just say, hey, dad, you're going to die one day if you plan for it, right? Um, So here I think is a great way to segue what we were just talking about into having this conversation, and that is, you don't do it at Christmas, okay? But you've had this conversation with your folks over the holidays or the next time you get to visit with them. And then you call about three, four days later. And you say, hey, Dad, um, I was listening to our conversation. I was thinking about our conversation. We were telling us those stories the other day. You know, that was, that was really good, really great. Thanks. And it got my wheels turning a bit about you and about your story and about your affairs. And, uh, and I really just want to make sure that, like, this is, that this is done well and managed well and that we really honor you in, you know, everything you were talking about, your story the other day. Um, and it got me wondering, Dad, have, have you thought about what would happen, like, if you got sick? Um, have you and Mom or have you done – an estate plan? Like, when was the last time you did a will? Have you ever done a will? Um, and I'm asking, you know, because, not because I want to know how much money I inherit or whatever. I just want to know that you've thought about this so that it's not chaotic, right? I want to make sure that if I have a role in this, if I'm going to be the executor, I want to make sure that I honor what you want to have happen, right? Um, and, you know, that might involve me understanding what your documents have to say. Perhaps even an introduction to your lawyer might not be a bad idea. One of the things that, that we at the Secular Law Firm like to do is once a family has engaged us um, for their estate plan, if they join our membership program, we teach a quarterly class for their kids on what it means to be named as the executor and the trustee. Right. So it's, a, it's an online uh, webinar, essentially, that is about knowing your role in this whole thing. And, and because like one of the things that, that my clients tell me all the time is that, is that they don't want to be a burden on, uh, on their kids, right? It, you know, when my dad passed away, it was ugly. It was this, it was that. And I don't want to do that to my kids. That's, that's a thing that I hear, um, from time to time from my clients. Um, and, you know, if that's if that's kind of the idea, I don't want to be a burden on my kids. Well, then, you know, perhaps bringing them into the fold on 
what this thing looks like and what it says and what they can expect and that you have planned for it. And here's the people that you can deal with. You know, if, if life throws us that curveball, um, here's the phone number you call. Call this law firm. Uh, and they're going to help you through the thing. They wrote the thing. They understand the thing, and, and they'll be able to coach you through it. Um, so what we do is we teach. We start forming a relationship with our clients' adult children um, right after we wrote the estate plan because you never know when life's going to throw that curveball, and we want to make sure that they know that we're a resource that they can lean on uh, and and work through. And so uh, that would be a thing I would suggest. If your parents have done an estate plan, ask to meet the lawyer. There's There's nothing wrong with asking to meet the lawyer. Um, you know, now maybe your parents feel like it's an overstep and I'm sure they'll let you know, but if you don't come on too strong, if you don't feel like you're pushing them around or make them feel like you're pushing them around, um, it just makes good sense that your, that your family would want you to know that your parents would want you to know what this whole thing looks like. So I would say that that's a pretty interesting way to like get into this conversation is one, have the conversation and have this conversation on its own merits because it's an important conversation. And, and that is, you know, getting them to tell the stories from when they were young and, and all of the different memories that we can we can get on recorded and watch later and all the rest. And that's wonderful and it's worth doing in its own right. But if you're one of the families who um, – one of the people who, who asked me, like, how can I start this conversation with my parents about estate planning? I think that's a way to do it is, is to have the conversation about memories first. Ask them a whole bunch of stories. And then sometime later, not the same conversation, but sometime later, a week later, 10 days later, hey, I got to thinking about those stories you were telling me the other day. And I just want to make sure that, like, you know, when, when life does throw you a curveball, that we don't have a bad story to tell. I want to just make sure that the thing is organized. Have you have you worked with a lawyer? Do you mind if I ask these types of questions? Do I have a role in this, or you know, if it's my brother, so be it. But um, I just want to make sure that um, that there is a plan because when something does happen to you, Dad, I don't want to spend the next week or ten days living in chaos, figuring out what the heck to do next. It, it, I want to make sure that the answer is that we had a plan for this and we understand who we're working with and, and what needs to occur. And that to me, that to me is just, you know, it's, it's the part of estate planning that I think is just as important as what do the documents say, you know, is how do we implement it? Um, the Steelers have a playbook, right? That's what the document says. But how we're going to implement it and when we're going to change things and what players do we need and do they understand what the rule book says? or the playbook says. You know, that's a different conversation. You can't just win a football game with a playbook. We gotta practice the thing. We gotta understand our roles. We gotta understand if this, then that. Um, and that takes a little bit more planning, a little bit more effort. Uh, but it's it's like filling in the blanks. It's the white space around the estate planning document that, that often um, causes problems when somebody does sort of uh, pass away or get sick. Um, and those things can be planned for just as easily as who gets the inheritance, right? The who gets the inheritance is typically the easy part. It's, it's all this other stuff. It's filling in the blanks to make sure that this is a – it's never going to be an easy process, but it's a respectful process and a, and a stress-free process, and, um, and those are the marks of a good estate plan. And if, if what I'm saying to you is of any interest at all, um, you think this stuff sounds, sounds like the way to go, um, that's the way my law firm works. Uh, we teach our clients not just what the documents say, but we talk to them about memory planning. How do we get these stories recorded? How do we get care the right way rather than having a, the healthcare retirement of chaos 
how do we how do we um, teach our kids their future roles and responsibilities in an estate plan? Um, and it all starts with education. Like I started the show with, we have our um, secular law firm has our estate planning workshops. We call it the Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy. We offer them all the time. You can find the workshops at secularlawfirm.com. Go to the workshops tab, uh, and there you're going to be able to find um, all of our upcoming dates. These are free workshops. We do ask you to RSVP because they do fill up. But during the workshop, you learn about this stuff. You learn about wills. You learn about trust. You learn about taxes. You learn about long-term care, sort of like the technical 100 level of things that I think you need to know. Uh, in order to start thinking about a state plan. This is the information some law firms charge an initial consultation to do. I just never really wanted to charge for the education piece. That's why we do the radio show for free. That's why that's why we we offer these workshops is because I want you to have the education. An informed mind typically makes reasonable decisions, and I want you to have the information in front of you without having to worry about paid consultation fees and all the rest. And so check out our workshops. I think they're pretty good. You can give us a call anytime at 724-841-1393. We can get you registered that way. Let me give you the phone number again. It's 724 724- 841-1393 or go to secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Get to the workshops tab. You can register uh, for the workshops there. So I hope this uh, show was was good for you. I hope it was uh, educational. we got the holidays coming. I hope you're full of excitement. Make sure you use that time with your loved ones wisely because that clock is ticking. Uh, and, uh, and just have a, uh, a merry, merry Christmas next week. Uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you found it useful. Remember, this show is not legal advice. I am an attorney. I am not yet your attorney. We'd love to earn your business. Go to secularlawfirm.com if you'd like to check us out. Otherwise, have a, have a merry week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Secular Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SeclarLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.